0: So we have this parable of the rich fool Jesus said to them watch out and be on your guard against all kinds of greed because your life does not consist in the abundance of possessions and at the end of this he says that the rich fool died thinking he could coast through most of his remaining life without really having to do much or worry much and it all is forfeited because he lays it up for himself and none of it to God. And in the verse 21 he says, This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. And so today we're going to explore how to be rich towards God. And before we do so, may the peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. If you're listening by internet, it's about... 90 degrees outside, so it's very warm in this auditorium, but we're going to just ask the Holy Spirit to come and energize us. Holy Spirit, we come, energize us, help us to be invigorated, encouraged, um, charged up by the proclamation of your word, Lord. Teach us, Lord, how to be rich towards you so that we don't have this same thing happen to us that Jesus illustrated in the parable of the rich fool. This passage of Scripture tells us in verse 21 that we're to be rich toward God. And that literally means that you're to become a polluter. And not only are you to become a polluter, but you have to be polluted to become a polluter. So what the Scripture tells us, what Jesus said, the Word rich, as in rich towards God, in the Greek means literally pollution. In fact, that's what the Greek word is, pollution. There can be bad pollution, right? So in the sense that um, there's an abundance of carbon monoxide, that is bad pollution. Or it could translate into your life in the sense that there is an overabundance of selfish, narcissistic, self-interested behavior. That's bad pollution. But on the other hand, good pollution coming into your life, an overabundance of something coming into your life might be an overabundance of kindness. There's, There's nothing wrong with that. So today what I want to do is I want to share with you how you can be rich towards God. And to be rich towards God, you have to be a polluter. And to be a polluter, you have to possess the riches of God. So what I want to do is I want to use three paraphrase Bibles to look at verse 21, where Jesus said we're to be polluted towards God. Rich, polluted, overabundance towards God. And I want to look at the Message Bible first. In verse 21, it says... This is what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. When you fill your barn with yourself and not with God, then you're not rich towards God. So to be rich towards God, you need to be filled with the presence of God. How many times have you heard someone say that every person has a giant-sized hole in their life that can only be filled by who? God. And if we don't fill that God-shaped, God-sized hole in our life, we fill it with the pollution of the world. We're to be polluted, having an overabundance of God's presence. The Health Resources and Services Administration says that one in five people in America suffer from chronic loneliness. And many, many, many more people report the feeling of being lonely. When you're empty and when you're lonely, you'll try and fill that empty, lonely hole in your life with the pollution of the world where really what you need is the abundance of God's presence. Are you filled with the presence of God? Do you have an overabundant amount of the presence of God in your life? Scripture teaches us that the greatest manifestation of the presence of God in our life is not the gift of prophecy, though that's a good one. It's not the gift of tongues, though that's a good one. What is the the overriding manifestation of being polluted with the presence of God? According to Scripture, It's love. Love is the greatest gift. Paul says, without love, all these other things in our life amount to nothing. We need to desire to be filled with God, first and foremost. He needs to be our first love. Jesus tells the church of Ephesus in the book of Revelation that they were a church that had lost what? Their first love. And when you lose your first love of the Lord, when it transfers to something else, whatever, it may even be something in the church. It may even have something to do with Christianity. But when your first love no longer is Jesus, then you can't have an over-abounding, polluting, magnificent presence of God in your life that will manifest in love. Before you can teach someone effectively, before you can coach someone effectively, before you can mentor someone effectively, before you can minister to someone effectively, before you can reach someone effectively, they have to believe what? You love them. Be rich towards God by being filled with His presence and overabounding, flowing, outward manifestation of love. And really, where does it count the most? To the people who see you in the grocery store, no. To the people you work with, yeah, to a certain degree, but the people who are closest to you, they need to be the people who sensed that love in you the most. The Good News Bible, which is less paraphrasical than the message, says in verse 21, Jesus concluded, this is how It is with those who pile up riches for themselves but are not rich in God's sight. What does it mean to be rich in God's sight? Does God go, wow, that person has a great stock portfolio. I'm so impressed. Wow, look at how many precious metals they've acquired. Does the Father say, angels, come look at this person. Look at all the real estate they own. Aren't you impressed by that? What are the things that impress God that He calls riches? I'd like to give you a list of five things. What are the riches of God? They're manifold. That comes from Ephesians 1, the manifold. They're manifold. They're innumerable. But here are five. One is your life. The two greatest gifts that God gave, gave you is your life and your free will. Then there's God's eternal life. Then there's God's eternal Word. That's one of the riches of God. And and then there's God's eternal family. That's one of the riches of God. And hopefully your physical family, your children, your grandchildren, your husband, your wife, is part of that eternal family of God. Jesus said to them in verse 15, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. When Jesus says watch out, that is an important sign for you in reading Scripture to pay attention. Jesus said, pay double attention to this. Watch out against all kinds of greed that can manifest in your life, and it's your to be proactive. You have these riches that God wants to give you, He's already given you your life and your free will. Then there's His eternal life, and His eternal Word, and His eternal family, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and your sisters and brothers in Christ. And what the enemy wants to do is to take that away from you by replacing it with things that don't matter eternally. And to do that, the enemy has to convince you that other things are really more valuable than the riches of God. And to do that, the enemy uses certain things in our society to convince you. The enemy will use, for instance, entertainment. It used to be that the entertainment industry was more or less not synchronized with the teaching of God because there just wasn't shared values. Now, there were exceptions, but it was like a low-grade opposition But today, the entertainment and media industry is deliberately opposing the eternal teachings of God, intentionally doing it to convince a generation to turn away from the Lord. It's being done intentionally and they come out and say it. And it manifests in different ways. It's gone from a subversive war to an all-out battle that's out in the open. But let me just say this. The entertainment industry is deliberately assaulting, not unintentionally, but deliberately assaulting the word of God. In spite of that, I don't wanna make too much of this, but we hear of people who are in that industry proclaiming faith in Christ. Can you think of some? And they're catching heat for it. Justin Bieber. How about Chris Pratt? Oh, he caught a lot of heat. He didn't even say anything. He just went to a church and caught heat. And I don't want to make too much of this, but even Kanye West has recently said, I'm a born-again Christian. Nicki Minaj was talking about this. Kanye told her he's the born-again Christian now. And I was reading the interview with Nicki Minaj, and she was using church language and being affirming. Even in the midst of the assault, God's doing something in Hollywood. We're going to be filled with something in terms of riches. We're either going to have the riches of God or we're going to be filled with the riches of this world. And the church needs to be clear about what are the riches of God and what are not. And the church needs to do it in love finally i want to go to the voice translation verse 21 this is how it will be for people who accumulate huge assets for themselves but have no assets in relation to god so to be rich towards god you're to accumulate and use an abundance of gifts talents and material wealth for god's kingdom work let me repeat this again god wants you to be rich towards him by accumulating and abundance of your gifts, your talents, and your material wealth for God's kingdom work. In fact, my understanding is that this was the original intent of the prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel was never meant to be, I get things and acquire things, and that's a sign of God's blessing and favor, The original prosperity gospel is that you acquire things in abundance so that you can put them out into the kingdom work of God. You can bless the kingdom. Jesus warns that being rich is a heavy load. He said, blessed are the poor. Jesus said that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, and by the way, he meant a literal needle, not a gate in Jerusalem, a literal needle. It is easier to go through a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to get into heaven. But with God, all things are possible. And we see this in the burial of Jesus because God used a rich man, Joseph of Arimathea, to bless the kingdom of God. So, go ahead get filthy rich to send out cleansing showers of cash to do god's work and in the same way go ahead and get exceptionally educated so you can become wise and share the word of god and refute the so-called wisdom of the world go ahead and get extremely talented and skilled in something virtuous so that you can bless god's people have you ever been told you're full of something You're full of it. In fact, my mother used to tell me that. You're full of it. You know, we're all full of something. We really are. We're all full of something. Nobody is a vacuum. The only true vacuum you'll find is in a lab. Eventually, the empty spaces of your mind, your soul, your spirit are going to be polluted with something. So let me bless you. May God Almighty give you the grace to be polluted with valuable things that you can use truly as assets in the kingdom of God. May you be polluted with the eternal word of God, which is more valuable than any amount of a currency, precious metal or stock portfolio. And may the Lord Almighty be with you in abundance through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And may he richly abide in you and fill you to overflowing so that you will exhibit the manifestation of God's love to those who are closest to you and to a world that is isn't so desperate need of Jesus. Amen.